Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. This morning, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. It's going to be a little bit heavier on the heavier side. I have written few uh, slides here. There are some few slides as, uh, as to ease up the mood a little bit. Um, it's called puns. Um, I'm going to start collecting highlighters. Mark my words. What do you call a hippie's wife? A Mississippi. <laughs> uh, one more thing. I think a couple of them are there. I plugged, I pulled a music muscle digging for gold. Just a minor Injury. <laughs> oh, one more. Lego store reopens after lockdown. Folks lined up for blocks. The last but not the least. Nothing tops a plain pizza. <laughs> anyway, lift up your Bible and you say this after me. Speak to me, Lord, this morning. Come on, church. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Jesus, we are here to hear your voice. I'm not here to give them an eloquent sermon so that they can take notes and go back and enjoy that. But to really, Lord, we come here to encounter you. We are not here for a program. We are here for a person. So speak to us. Reveal your heart to us. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you, if you want to put a title, I don't have a really a title. I just put a title for sake of title, Gathered for a Purpose. That's what I just put it, Gathered for a Purpose. Uh, as I told you, um, in the late part of last year, we took some time to pray and ask the Lord. And, uh, and I remember Brother Sunil used to ask, where the Lord is leading you? Where God is, what God is speaking to you? And is there something? And we've been asking the Lord, we started asking the Lord, why, Lord, you brought us to Vellur? Why? Is it just, you know, it's, it's, it's not even a fancy place. Why? I mean, I, I'm not into medical uh, field. Why you brought me to Vellur? And I remember God spoke to us very clearly. He spoke to us three things, identity, dignity, and destiny. He spoke to us, people will know me as their father, and their dignity will be restored as sons and daughters, and they all have a unique destiny, the destiny that is not just reaching somewhere in the terms of academic, but to really come to a place of original design. So that's been our journey, why we came here 2010. And we started working with the poor and needy. We started asking the Lord, you know, uh, for open doors. He gave us doors, uh, open doors for us to minister to the people who are less fortunate, uh, for those who are addicted to alcohol, lost their homes, lost their families. We took those kids, started putting them in, in a beautiful school and educating them, working with their mothers. And then God started speaking to us about Papa's house. It's never going to be a church. It's not going to be a regular church where people will come on Sundays to feel good, to get educated, to get entertained. But it will be a place where they will encounter me as their daddy. And that's been a unique journey. We started off opposite VAT. We got kicked out. Opposite, and then we moved to Coffee Day, above Coffee Day in VAT. We got kicked out. Then we moved to the mall, Millennium Plaza. That's where some of you first time we met and then eventually we got kicked out then we came here in the little room and now we are here and uh, in this season of 
journeying with the Lord. It's almost three and a half, four years. This, uh, Mar- uh, this June is going to be four years of uh, reopening Papa's house because we had to uh, shut down for a couple of years because there was no place. We were praying in our home. And uh, the people who started coming, they went to another place. And then we started asking the Lord, what is the reason why you brought us here? And then God started speaking to me personally. He took me back to the early church, how it was. And uh, I want to read a couple of scriptures for you. Maybe that will give you a backdrop. And again, this is not a, a teaching or something. This is something what God spoke to us personally. I want to share it in obedience to what the Lord spoke And I want you to pray and process and see how the Lord will lead us. We don't have all the answers. We need to pray and we need to seek the Lord in details for the months to come. How he will lead us in the months to come. Okay, now, I want you to turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 4. I have here in New King James. I'm going to read from the New King James. So I want to read from verses 11. Ephesians chapter 4 from verses 11. I'm going to read up to verses 16. We're going to read up to 16. And this is, uh, before we read this, I want to let you know, this is the writer, um, is Paul. Okay, Paul, uh, some of the letters he wrote was in prison. If you read the lifestyle of Paul, if you go a few books before, Acts chapter 28, the last, it ends off like this, Paul was in prison. He was in the emperor Rome's facility. He was spent there years. And later, the history teaches us that he was executed. But during the time, he happened to have so many people come inside and he discipled them. You know, it was, a, it was they call it like a home. He rented his own place, and, but they had a God. He could not travel anywhere. But he brought so many people. But if you read Philippians chapter 4, verse 22, uh, I just want you to turn to there for a moment. If you read there, he writes the last letter. It's one of the prison letters. And he says, uh, the greetings from emperor's household. There is a word that says, greetings from the emperor's household. In Acts, we see he was in the, in the prison. He was a prisoner. But then you read in the Philippines, that uh, the book of Philippines you read, he's sharing greetings, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then he says, greetings from the emperor's household. I just wanted to uh, just take that one. I wanted to just for the sake of uh, reading Look at this verse 22. All this, all those saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. If you read Acts 28, you will see he was in the Caesar's household. He was kept there as a prisoner. And here, this guy, the prisoner, became an influencer. And he calls those influenced one saints of God. Can you see how God has taken a person who was captive set captives free in from the, through the gospel. So, this is the guy who writes the Ephesians chapter 4. So, turn with me now to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11. Now, he's writing to this church. Ephesian church is a, is a pagan church. They used to have pagan gods. And this had, this church had a lot of issues. And the same issues we are also facing. And he's writing to them. Look, verses 11. And he himself gave, he's talking about Jesus, some to be apostles. Apostles is basically means to be sent to prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. The first thing, if you have a paper Bible like this, I want you to circle this word equipping. 
that's the reason why this fivefold ministry was given and i'm going to share some of this rebuke from the lord church never meant to celebrate one man's gift we have turned the church to be one man's gift you come here to hear one man's this man has a gift of teaching or a gift of prophesying you sit here the rest of the gifts are dormant and i have no clue as your pastor i have no clue even it's a shame to say i have no clue what gifts god has given you some of those gifts i don't know i know few people's gifts i know but some of your gifts i have no clue but look at this verse he has given all these gifts to equip for the saints of the work of the ministry what is the work of the ministry for edifying the body of christ so in other words god gave these gifts so that we can grow in maturity as the body of christ god never came jesus never came into this world so that we can have sunday gatherings jesus god did not send his son to this world so that we can have a good time on sunday i one of the things i hear you know even in spain i had a privilege of ministering even in switzerland these months of lockdown different places they invited me and after the church they would come they would do a fist bump you know all those shake hands things are gone fist bump and they will say we enjoyed the sermon brother and i'm like i am not your sunday circus monkey to give you a yeah, little bit of enjoyment i am here to share the word but at the same time you are here to not just to receive the word to enjoy but you are here to equip yourself to grow in maturity so that the body of christ can be edified capish yes look at this till all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to a perfect man to the measure of stature of the fullness of christ in other words i'm going to be blunt with you guys i i have no other way to share we have started to gather based on doctrine we stopped gathering based on a person we don't come for to encounter jesus we come because people worship in the same style we worship people talk in the same language we talk people are so cool people are so you know like our status we, that's not the church the early church is not that the early church gathered because of jesus today we gather because of a program we gather because of a policy we gather because it's convenience not covenant it's convenience so look keep on going look at this till we all come to the unity of faith of the knowledge of the son of god to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ that we should no longer circle that word no longer children this is so beautiful this no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but in speaking the truth in love we may grow up in all things unto him who is the head of Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective work by which every part does it share every part circle that word every part does it share ask yourself this question am i a spectator or contributor in the body of christ if i am a spectator i have lost the true meaning of church i should not be a spectator i should be a contributor if i am not a contributor if i am not a participator what i am doing is i am just encountered a program i don't know how many of you read mere christianity cs lewis yes in that i guess he says you know i thought when i came to know jesus i thought 
I came to know a program, but later I came to know it's not a program, it's a person. I, I, I came kicking and screaming to a program, later I came to know it's a person. We have reduced God, we have reduced church to on Sundays, we have reduced church to an event, we have reduced church to a policy, we have reduced church to somebody entertaining us. In fact, you and me are the church. Look at someone and say, you are the church. Look at someone and say, you are sitting next to your church. Father, I pray for neck pain to be released so that people can turn right now in Jesus' name. Pray. It works now. Turn around. Say, it works now. I tell you. Yes, you are the church. You are sitting next to your church. It works. Very good. Look, look at this one. So, verse 16. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective work which every part does its share. That means you have to do your share and we will talk about it. What is that? Causes growth for the body for the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, to testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk in the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of mind, having the understand darkened. A uh, few more verses and being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of the heart, who being the past feeling, have given themselves to over to lewdness and to work on all cleanliness with greediness. So, the summary is this. Paul was saying to the church, Hey guys, these gifts are not just to celebrate. These gifts are to the body of Christ to equip so that you will become. In the Passion Translation says, you will become like the head Jesus. You will become like the head Jesus. And I think it was Bill Johnson said, everybody likes Jesus, the head, but they have a problem with his body. Who's the body? It's you and me. We are so divided over doctrine. We are so divided over programs. We are so divided over policies. We are so divided over, you know, simple, silly, silly things. So, the Lord took me on a journey, as I told you, about the early church. I, we did a, I did a lot of study on the early church. The early church did 10 things. It's up in the screen. The first thing, they had a deep desire. They had a deep desire to worship the Lord. They had a deep desire to worship the Lord. I have written down some scriptures. What I want you to do is, please either take a photo of it or write it down so that you can study for yourself these scriptures. It will be such a beautiful thing. They had a deep desire to worship the Lord. And what is worship? You and me know. Worship is not a few songs on Sunday, the first 45 minutes. Worship is a lifestyle. <coughs> worship is more than a feeling. Worship is not something that you enjoy doing it. Worship is your sweet aroma to the Lord. Your life is a worship. They had a commitment to know and honor the Lord through His word. They had a commitment. You know, we have today, again, we had today, it's called convenience Christianity. It doesn't work today. So I'm not going to come. In, in India, at least it's better, but some of the Western countries, if it is a little bit rain or a little bit snow, people just, just going to enjoy at home. They had a deep commitment to know the word of the Lord. What is that word, knowing the word of the Lord? It's not memorizing. I, I somehow thought knowing the Lord means memorizing. But knowing the Lord, it's more than memorizing. It's the word becomes your life. Like we talked about Pushpa, the challenging person, the person who was going through a terrible challenge, 
pushpa and we talked about umesh these people don't have the word if the word we are carrying the word the word should create transformation in the society last night i was going reading uh, some of the statistics about vellur and vellur is very low in crime only 35% less than 35% but vellur is known for two things high in two things one is alcohol and drugs it's almost 70% high and the second one is bribery and corruption close to 90% 89% so the word we carry inside has to produce transformation if it doesn't produce transformation the word is just we just kept it we put it on the car in the front we put it in the house we have stickers everywhere but that's not the reason god gave us the word the word has to transform and you know who is the word the word is not a concept the word is jesus do you really have the deep desire to know the word jesus that jesus becoming your life in every area number 3 the, the early church were men and women of prayer and today the prayer is the most um, i think it was uh, leonard ravenhill is anybody heard about him he was a scottish minister and he said the most forgotten art in the church is prayer today we don't pray when we ask to pray we have ready made prayers you sit in the car you know how to pray father let your presence go before us you sit in front of talapakat biryani you know what to pray sayida karangale aashirvadiyam bless those hands who prepared why not the feet the feet has to take the hand to the kitchen to cook right but we have this ready made prayer we know how to pray for the birthdays let the years be multiplied we know how to pray for the studies before exam and if he is little bit mucky we know how to pray for extra dose of prayer also but my friends i'm not talking about that i'm talking about prayer is a communion it's it's talking with god you know is examine yourself this is some of the dealings of the lord in my own life number 4 they were men who and women who fasted regularly who fasted regularly today do we fast from 10 to 6 in the morning brother that's called sleeping time it's not fasting time some people say fasting is the works i'm living by grace jesus fasted some demons did not leave they asked jesus why they said some of the things will not go until by fasting and prayer when was the last time you took time to pray to pray for your leaders right now there going to be elections in tamil nadu elections in west bengal elections in kerala going to be there there's so many chaotic situation when was the last time you prayed for a particular person that god will encounter that person fasted you know what is fasting does it doesn't change you it changes your perspective towards god it equips you it just aligns you towards god what god is doing and then boom you're praying for that particular thing to happen number 5 look at the early church they remember the lord's table as often as they can every time they didn't reduce this to a liturgy today the liturgy we we think it's the lord's table is a liturgy some priest is going to take and give it and in papa's house we started doing every week me as a family we as a family we do it every day because i wanted to remember in staff meeting every morning when we gather together we break bread and we pray and seek the lord why because i wanted to never underestimate the work of jesus on the cross i don't want to take it for granted my life is defined what happened on the cross 
Your life is defined by what happened on the cross. Amen? That's why Hebrews 6 talks about every work is dead work except the work of Jesus on the cross. Number 7 or number 6, they were generous people who had a heart for one another. Compassion and generosity was on all time high. You remember Paul was saying, he's taking up an offering from the Macedonian church, giving to the church in Jerusalem. And I know how you responded. I, sometimes I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. But I know you've been faithful in your tithes. You've been faithful in your offerings. When I share a crisis, you boom, you jump in. But what I want is, what I'm praying and what I feel the Lord wants for us is, it shouldn't be something out of obligation. It should be our lifestyle. God gave, so we follow. Amen? Number six or seven. They were in constant expectation of the supernatural. They were, that's their expectation. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't say, well, that's for those freaks who fasted 40 days and 40 nights. No, no, no. They were in constant expectation of the supernatural. The supernatural was their new normal. Look at the scriptures there. Acts 3, Acts 8, Acts 10. They were in constant expectation. My friends, are you constantly expecting that God can turn minds, people's hearts around? We lived in one house for the last five months in Spain. It's a Catholic person. They don't know Jesus. Their names are all Catholic. Jose, you know, all those Christian names, Catholic names. We were praying, praying, praying. I would fast every week, pray for that person. I would say, God, she's 82 or something. I would pray, God, touch the sister Adelaida, you know. And then one day before we gave the keys, we went and asked, do you really want to receive Jesus? She said, yes. How can I receive it? She said, I want you to pray with you. Right now, pray. And then she said something. Every time when we come to you, visit you, we see the presence of God. We see, feel the peace of God. I don't know how to explain. We see the peace of God. I was like, thank God <laughs> they encountered him, not me. If they would have seen me, they would not see the peace of God. They would see the pieces. Are you expecting that when people talk to you, they should encounter Jesus through your life? Normal thing. A guy who you buy vegetables from the street, where you go and drink your favorite juices, everywhere, do you expect the natural, supernatural to be a new normal? Or you expect only that happen only on Sundays? If somebody walks into your booth, can you sense in your spirit that this person, more than it's affected naturally, that person has got a spiritual bondage and you pray into that? I knew one doctor uncle, he went to be with the Lord. He's 40 kilometers from here, Chetpet. His name is Christopher. I don't know anybody know. Uh, he runs a clinic called Grace Clinic. And when people come inside, the first thing he does, he says, I'm going to give you, he says in Tamil, it will heal only your body. But there is something that will not fix you. That can only be fixed by Jesus. So next to the Grace Clinic, he's got a church, Grace Community Church. Many people first, they come for a physical healing, but then end up... <laughs> followers of Jesus. I'm not talking about proselytizing. I'm not saying change your name into something else. I'm talking about that we have a unique opportunity to share the gospel in such a way that the gospel that raised Jesus from the dead can heal this person. Amen? Let me ask you this question. When was the last time? Don't need to answer me. This is for yourself. When was the last time you personally went to someone and shared the gospel? When was the last time you opened your mouth and say, do you know about Jesus? Recently, we were teaching our children about Jesus and they go everywhere. You know, we were in the airport 
checking and we got the boarding pass we are about to leave and asha stopped and she started asking do you know jesus and the lady was like jesus is everywhere she's like do you know jesus i'm like let's go but she's not event oriented she's you know the little children don't have any egos they don't care what others will think my friends when was the last time personally you had a friend who, how many of your friends who don't know jesus how many of you have, how many of you tried to bring the god factor i'm not talking about you know try, trying to be religious and scare them hey brother one day andur ungale sandipar god is going to touch you if you don't come to know the lord you will burn in hell i'm not talking about scaring people if you scare people they will say most of my friends are there let me be there i'm talking about the real love of jesus when was the last time they encountered through your life i'm asking for myself these are the challenging things the lord is putting in my heart number 9 they devoted themselves and submitted themselves to discipleship today in the church i don't want to point any church in papa's house to be honest we lack discipleship yes or no you can say i'm not offended do we lack discipleship please i'm not going to be offended only one hand is saying rest to two huh? please two and a half melvin is two and a half come on i'm not offended i'm because i we need to go we need to move forward we can't just stay like this to keep on coming on sunday without discipleship today what is discipleship it's intentionally connecting with another person to see christ grow in their life in maturity that's called discipleship what is discipleship intentionally connecting with one person so that christ can mature in that person today we don't connect let me say to you on sundays after this we have chai we have some merry gold biscuit what can discipleship can happen how are you fine 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 everything ah yeah 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 fine how is it going to be ah yeah it's hot no yeah it's hot bellu summer started ha huh? already yes is this discipleship how was it very good yeah a new chudidara yeah it jeans nice cool but this is a nice place no very calm no pollution is this please tell me i feel so far you know and that church was really good we are all very close knit together is this discipleship this conversation will take us anywhere and then we will say i got to go we should catch up sometime we should catch up yeah me too i'll call you next sunday the call never happened this is not discipleship we are not getting anywhere and then again i know i'm adding little humor masala and all but let's let's face it we are not discipling one another we are just christians fridays they go to temple they go to mosque saturdays they go to temple sundays we come here there's no big difference look they were devoted and submitted discipleship will never happen if there is no mutual submission it will never happen if i don't give permission to you to correct me how can you correct me if i don't say to you i don't say with humility can you tell me what's wrong with me how can i grow we don't do this anybody correct anything we move on we say no this guy are religious we have so many platforms available that's why paul writes in first corinthians he says you have so many teachers but few fathers verse number 10 this is the, this is something very personal for me they were bold and ready to face persecution and joy of the lord was their strength 
can i tell you today inconvenience we call it suffering today inconvenience we call it what suffering when we get up in the morning start the car car didn't start that is not suffering for the lord that is not the work of the demon that's the battery went down that's not suffering they were bold and if you read one of the scriptures acts 4 if you go and read they, they the disciples after they were persecuted they came with such a boldness says they were counted worthy to be suffering for christ i'm not saying we have to go and put our neck and somewhere and say you know go to bjp and say you know take my hair head you know i want to suffer for christ i'm not talking about that but where is our attitude today we don't want to we wanted to give a polished gospel we want to give a gospel that doesn't want to hurt anyone read john chapter 6 he just fed 5000 people just men alone add the women and the kids 15000 and they were following him again jesus looked at them and say you came because i gave you food the real food you want they said yes 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 you have to eat my body you eat to drink my flesh you drink my blood they just like this guy is cuckoo's what the heck is talking and then he started explaining i am the i am the bread of life we started this series now we have two more i felt to pause to share this word with you guys and then we we were like these guys were so offended and then the bible says john 666 no wonder it's called triple 6 many people left jesus and followed him no more then he looked at the disciples if i was jesus i would not ask this question he asked do you also want to leave can you imagine this he lost the whole crowd by telling that the real food is his body and the blood and lot of them left and he was not worried about how many left he looked at his disciples and asked them do you also want to leave this is the early church guys where are we i summarized this 10 into 7 points it's up there so if you can look at it the the worship is should be an event it should not be an event it should be a lifestyle a sweet aroma to the lord am i being a sweet aroma is my song you know today we have to have these accessories to worship it's nice to have beautiful keyboard it's nice to have wonderful musicians it's nice to have beautiful voice the real worship is not this the real worship is your heart how are you connecting with the lord today you, you know 40 minutes it's a stretch for many of us to worship is worship a sweet aroma how am i you know when i am sitting with my friends you might if i am allowing gossip and lust in my conversation i cannot be a sweet aroma to the lord you understand what i'm saying word helps us to live a lifestyle of supernatural this bible has to mean something to us otherwise it's just a religious book we went to a hotel to stay we opened the drawer and there were two books one holy bible next to that was bhagavad gita my son picked up and he said what book is this i said that's the book for the hindus and then he took what book is this this is the bible is this just a religious book that we say i have also different versions brother new one also leather leather pure leather pure leather brother is that the reason we have this or this bible has to put inside of us in such a way we can expect the natural be supernatural what i mean i'm mean asking myself this question 
Ask yourself this question. Number three, communion, a deeper revelation of the cross. Every time when I break the bread, you know, we have the bread broken, kept with all, you know, with all safety measures, washed, and everything done in a proper way, so no need to worry about it. No need to pray for healing on the bread that provided the healing. Okay. So it's all done with, so don't need to worry about it. But think about this for a moment. Think about this for a moment. Like, do I have a deeper revelation of the cross? Every time when I break the broken bread, I'm saying, God, my brokenness is met in your brokenness. That blood you shared for me, it's actually, it's for my life. You washed it. I can't hold bitterness. I can't hold jealousy. I can't hold envy. I can't hold, you know, ego. This is who I am. This defines me. Number four, prayer and fasting. It's a constant communion with God. I'm not talking about get up in the morning, five minutes prayer. I'm not talking just fast because everybody is fasting. I'm talking about that's your lifestyle, a constant communion with God. The results of fasting are not immediate. It's in the future. You will see that. You know, this land we bought with 100 rupees registered. I shared with you the story. And God opened doors. We had nothing when we started this building. God opened doors. Miraculously, He's providing. I'm, I'm saying this to you because at least we can measure faith. But this is not the sign of faith, but just for us to understand. But when was the last time you took a particular person and go before the Lord? Lord, I want to see a salvation on that person's life. And fasted and to see. I'm not saying you need to twist the hand of God. God's heart is to see everyone not perish, come to know Him. Then, let's pray. Let's fast. Let's communion. Commun commun commute with God. And communicate with God. Amen? And giving. Because he gave himself first. We don't give out of obligation. We don't give because it's a need. We don't give because it's manipulated. That's why we don't have an offering box. I don't want to manipulate you, show you some nice poor pictures up there, stir up your manifesto, you know, and you feel guilty and like you are, you are doing well and then you throw your little offering. No, I don't want to manipulate. If I manipulate to get you, I have to manipulate to keep you. I don't want to do that. Why? It should come first. It's you choosing to stand. Say, God, you gave everything. It's a privilege. I, that's why we declare every week, we can never outgive God. We can never outgive God. Amen? And last but not the least, evangelism, discipleship. These are the two things we lack. We lack in our church. Evangelism. Christian living. This is, I borrowed it from E. Stanley Jones. Christian living is experience and expression. Yes, Sunday we are experiencing. Are we expressing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Are we expressing? Many church attendees, they come, they get entertained, and then they move forward. They talk about it on the car. Hey, that, you know, nothing tops a plain pizza. That was a good one, no? That humor was good. He's funny. Yeah, this point was really good. Then go back. After lunch, we forget everything. And then Monday to Friday, we survive. Sunday, we come back again. Evangelism. Christian living is experience and expression. Discipleship. To be a better representative of the kingdom. Are we a better representative? How can I be a representative if I am not mutually connecting with one another? 
So this is something the Lord has been dealing in my own heart. I want to share this with you. Couple of questions to ask ourselves here. Let's examine ourselves. Put it all the three. You know, where are we now? Let's ask ourselves this question. Where are you right now? Where are we? What areas, you know, are we doing well? What areas we really need to challenge ourselves? We know, as your pastor, I know we need to grow in discipleship. We need to grow in evangelism. Yes or no? Anybody see that need? Yes. Maybe I don't see some other need. Maybe you see it. Share with us. We need to grow. Not in numbers so that we can have multiple services. Please don't hear my heart. Hear my heart. I am not here to have a crowd sitting in front so that I can call myself an influencer in the city. I am praying for Bellur to bow before the King of Glory. Amen. Look at this. How can we get there? What we should stop doing and what we need to start doing as our next step. Please take a photo or something. I want you to process this. I want you to process this. Please don't ignore this. This is not a sermon. And last but not the least, are we ready to be challenged? Are you ready to be challenged? Are you? What is the purpose of our church? What is the purpose of our vision? Are we ready to be challenged to move forward? You know, if there is, you know, that's worse. No, if you don't have a vision, you don't grow. It's purposeless church is going to be like a stagnant church. I scratch your back, you scratch my back. That's how it's going to be. We all become, you know, that's why I call it in English, they call it click. We connect each other, we speak the same language, same slang. We kind of, you know, my, my, my level brother. That's not the reason we have. The reason we have because we need to see a growth. Okay? Now, I'm going to share something very personal to, my, to you and I want you to receive it with an open heart. Okay? I just want you to receive it with an open heart. Don't worry. I don't know the details how it's going to turn out. We need to pray. We will come again in the coming weeks and even in months we're going to pray together, seek the Lord together. But I just want to share some of the things He puts in my heart. So just receive it as the Lord said. You know, just receive it. That's it. This is what I felt. Every church, a church in every house, every house can be a church. Every home is a church. When I talk about, I'm not talking about we're going to move from now on, there's not going to be Sunday service. I'm not saying there is a potentiality that wherever you are can be a place of discipleship, can be a place of influencing. Can you see that, that place? You know, this, I don't want to mention the numbers and all, how much it costs to build. Imagine if we have to build this only for the church, the money that we spend on this, it's going to be used only on Sunday alone. Can you imagine the rest of the days, it's going to be closed? It's a dead weight. You know the meaning of dead weight, no? The dead weight. That money is going to be a dead weight. But there is something God wants us to grasp his idea, the mind of God, so that we can see the kingdom of God being it's, it's like the marinating, you know? The best marination you know is you have to soak it overnight. That's how God wants us to go deeper into the level. So I've written down a few things what God put in my heart. The Velour population is 700,000 people, plus minus, you know, 10% of the population I'm praying for to come to know Jesus is 70,000 people. Okay? That's why I want you to just open hearts to receive it. Don't be, you know, don't shut it down. Don't shut yourself. This is what... Right now, what we are doing is we are going to a church building, gathered in one place. That's what we are doing. But we are the church. That's what I, you are the church. 
we should be scattered throughout the city i have a little map here if you look at this is the vellur you see here the vellur this is the vellur up there katpadi down there munjurpet you see the munjurpet our heart sign that's where we are gathered right now on sundays this is where the body of christ is we are scattered we are just going to one place we call it i don't want to name the church names we go to one place we all have our favorites we go there that's never in the mind of god god never came so that we will go to church on sunday and call ourselves christians jesus never came so that we can attend church jesus never came so that we can be we can we can call i'm doing church look at the other map you know forgive my uh, graphic design okay <laughs> look this is how we called this is what we are called we are called to take over the whole city i'm not talking about so many churches i'm talking about everywhere you are gathered you have a potentiality to gather few people and to disciple them tell them about jesus and again i i don't have all the details how we're going to move forward but i just know that we can't just keep gathering on sundays like this one and a half hours so that you will run back and then rest of the days we don't gather even on prayer times i have few or two or three people who come on thursday prayers the rest we don't come and you all have a legitimate reason why not to come i know that i understand but that's that's not what we call i mean friday thursdays we have prayer meeting hardly people come fridays we have outreaches we don't meet people we all are busy we are so occupied but then how can we expect change how can we expect change in the church how can we expect change in vellur 89 percentage the statistic says corruption is high in vellur we need to see a change so keep on moving a few more things most of the time i'm not saying you we come to get entertained spiritually i want to come so that i can feel good gather together worship the lord nice but if we gather in small groups we can get equipped most of your gifts i have no clue what's your gifts are i have no clue i know few gifts i know my sister roshni has a gift of prophecy she hears from the lord and she's accurate in my own personal life the lord used her to speak and that's why i call her i know my brother he has got a sensitive heart i bring them but some of your gifts i have no clue where are those gifts it's dormant right now one gift is speaking the rest is with your mask also now I don't know your gift brother Benny I don't know what gift God has given Vivek I don't know I know your heart is evangelism you want to see I don't know this gift is not exercised one or two gifts are exercised right now today let's make an evaluation one or two gifts are exercised what is the gift gift of singing has been exercised gift of intercession has been exercised gift of speaking teaching has been exercised but there are first corinthians 14 as 12 as god 12 9 gifts romans 8 has got seven gifts 14 gifts Ephesians 4 has got fivefold ministry apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers all together 19 gifts where are those 19 gifts is it exercised no all the fivefolds are exercised high overhead cost today we need to run a church we need high overhead cost you need to pay staffs you need to pay pastor salary you need to pay you need to pay for the building rent you know we wanted to rent a building in in the center of the city per square feet they are asking 40 50 i think sister sister norshino 60000 rupees rent they asked just close to that 60000 rupees rent you know what i should do for you 
to raise that 60,000 rupees, we get around 45 to 50 every month offering. I should talk more about finances. You know, more. I should be more concerned about paying the rent. The Lord said, no, move to the jungle. It's my church, I will build. It may take time. Now, we, we have less overhead cost. We could feed the homeless. We could take care of the poor and the needy. We could send money to the other mission organization. More overhead cost. And then more investments on building and less on mission. Less on buildings, more on mission. This is not for the church. We have the spillers, three classrooms are coming. Will shutters are going to come. Sundays we will move it. Then it's going to be school. This is not designed for a church. We are using a school building. I never prayed for a bigger church building. I don't want to pray for a bigger church building. Why? Because church is not a building you go to. Church is not a meeting you attend to. Church is a family you belong to. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a beautiful phrase, no? Church is not a building you go to. Church is not a meeting you attend to. Church is a family you belong to. Keep moving. Entertaining the saints. Performance. I can't preach the same sermon again and again. You will say, dull. Dull. Pastor is very dull. Same, same joke, same thing. You can't sing the same song. Last week only we sang, no? Again? Because it's to entertain. We have to come every time with the, with the entertainment. How I'm going to meet your need. So who is the focus? You, not Christ. You, you understanding? So I need to think about, okay, that sermon I said, shared three months ago, are they going to still remember it? I should think about something else. So my goal is not to bring the word. My goal is to make sure that you don't feel bored. If you have a habit of watching movies, second time watching means you must be really excited to watch it. Yes or no? Yes? First time itself, you feel like you are in persecution, some of the movies. So if you hear me, next week you come. If I say the same one, you'll be excited. Equipping the saints, mature to be more like Christ in our lives. How can I mature you to more like Christ? Not in a 45-minute setting like this. It has to be some other way. It has to be in a place where you can relax, you can open up, you can share, you can, you know, that, that's the way you can mature. Otherwise, we will never see Velur bowing its knees before the king of glory. Otherwise, it's going to be just a cute phrase. Monolingual or bilingual. Today, we gather based on what's our preference. But it could be a multilingual, Revelation 7-9, which says uh, that I saw a great multitude, no man could count, from every tribe, every language, every people group, standing before the throne of God and worshipping Him. You know, in this city of Bellur, people speaks, speaks Tamil, Telugu, Kannada, Hindi, and then Malayalam, and then a lot of North Indian languages, English. Today, the church caters maximum two services. English and we have some chapel services Bengali and Hindi and all but there are so many people who don't know Jesus how are we going to minister to them how are we going to reach them if we tell them to come here and give them like there is the person sitting there at the back his name is Pachi Appel he is actually a believer he, he has a very wonderful testimony he married his first cousin and first three children died on the first cousin and the, the, in the matter of matter of one year and the last child that was dead 
He was in hospital, CMC. Few years ago, he called and he said, my son died, come, what to do? We picked that baby along with him. The, the, the marchery van asked 8,000 rupees. We didn't have the money. We put them in our car. We took him to Polur. We buried the baby. The whole family were Hindus. They looked at us and say, how can you take an unknown dead baby in our car? Who are you? They said, we follow Jesus. Everybody gave their life to the Lord. God healed him. God healed his wife. God gave his son. Yes, another son. The son is called Jeevan. He's there. That person, Jeevan. He's the one who fixed all the fans along with our brothers here. He's Jeevan. He's eight years old. Same like Isaac. Healthy, well. Moreover, God, his soul is saved. The Hindus were questioning, how can you take a dead baby in your car? I was the one driving, my wife on this side, backside his whole family and the friends and relatives. We had a team from LA that time. All of them, 14 people in Bolero, we were there. 14 people. We prayed for travel mercies, the Lord answered also. Because there was only one dead, we don't want everyone, you know. And they could not understand, how could you do this? I said, no, Jesus, love. They said, I want to give. That very week, we gave the Bible. She came to know the Lord. The whole church family came to know the Lord. We need to see. We need to see that. People are prioritized. Program and policies are top priority today. Look at this church. Even us, Papa's house. I don't want to point any church. Us today program. One, one and a half hour sermon. 25 minutes worship. 25 minutes sermon. 30 minutes sermon. In between some here and there some announcement. Chai tea. 11.30 you are out. Because your talapakattu is waiting. You have a, some call. You are on call. If I do 45 minutes extra sermon, pastor is a little bit dragging. How can we be discipled? It's not going to be discipled. 70,000. If you, I'm praying for 70,000 souls, 10% of Vellur to come to know Jesus. Imagine 70,000 seating capacity. You should have a cricket stadium. Amount of money to be invested in the land. You don't need 7,000 seating capacity. You need 6,500 or 7,000 homes. A people of 78 people, 10 people gathered together in a place. They use it every day. You don't need to go and say, clean your church, I'm coming. They're cleaning every day. They're living there every day. I just wanted to throw this. Okay? Convenience Christianity today. Commitment free. I know it's a little bit hard to listen, but the truth, before it sets us free, it makes us miserable. Convenience-based, covenant-based relationship. I'm committed with you to see Christ grow in my life. I'm going to be a handful of people, but I'm committed to see Christ grow. I want you to challenge me. I want to challenge you. Let's grow together to see Christ exalted. Look at this. No general vision for purpose. Sunday you come. You're not feeling well? No problem. No need to come. But we have a purpose oriented. What is the purpose oriented? We read in Ephesians chapter 4. That Christ may grow in all, in all. I don't know how we're going to get from now to the next step. I have no clue. I don't have an answer. But I wanted to obediently share this with you so that you and me all can pray. This is not a regular church. I'm not here to do church. I'm not here to gather my audience. I'm not here to be me being the center, that my gift being celebrated. I'm here for one thing. Papa's house. A house where Papa, you and me can encounter. Shall we take some time to pray? I don't have a clue how we're going to move forward. I just know 
the lord told me to share this to you and he said let's pray and he is going to give us ways how to move forward and maybe some of you will say well i am really not into this i want to be part of a regular church this is too much i am not going to be offended if you choose to not come or let go i will still be your brother i will still love you but i am not here to hold the reins on every sunday to make sure that we are entertained we want to see something tangible something tangible the vellore city must encounter the king of glory amen i have heard stories like bill johnson said that people will cross through i5 i have driven that road many times to go to bethel i5 when they cross that reading zone people are convicted pull over the main road and they started praying they get healed tumors disappeared because the presence of god in vellore in in in, in reading we need to be in a place where like that the presence of god comes in so tangible way that people who encounter us must be transformed amen we don't need to go and convince them we don't need to go and beg them we don't need to go and trick them come brother first sunday is biryani chicken we give free transportation we do this nice air condition ac cool worship we have even fog lights for you we don't need to convince they come because they encounter the presence of god amen let's take some time i want you to stand up whatever you feel like the worship team if you can please help we're going to spend some few minutes praying and ask the lord even if in your own heart say jesus i'm here to encounter you i don't want to do church i want to be the church speak to me father i'm gathering for a purpose i'm not gathering for to be entertained i'm not gathering to just to have a good time on sunday i am gathering to be equipped so that christ can be glorified